Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. One end of this, this spectrum, this continuum, is planned strategy. Now, this approach to strategy normally involves a formal strategic planning process with the creation of fixed strategic plans created by senior leaders. So in schools, that would be governors and senior leadership teams. These strategic plans are set at various different intervals. So often in independent schools, we're looking at a three-year cycle or a five-year cycle. And then those plans are implemented. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliet Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school, and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode where we're thinking about how planned your strategy should be. Now, this is the first of a little mini series of four episodes where I'm going to be sharing with you some ideas around how I think we should be rethinking strategy within the independent school sector. So we're going to be thinking about ways that academics have shifted their approach to strategy. We're going to be thinking about some of the ways that the for-profit sector have been evolving their thinking over the last sort of five or ten years. And I'm going to be bringing to your attention some of the ways that I think independent schools can benefit from some of this fresher, newer way of thinking. So in this first episode, we're going to be thinking about the contrast between a top-down planned strategy approach that tends to be a more traditional approach. It's what we often see in the independent school sector. I'm going to be contrasting that with what we're seeing within often a lot of startups, a lot of tech firms, technology firms, who have been very successful in embracing a completely different approach to strategy. It's a much more bottom-up, emergent approach to strategy, with individual staff members being encouraged to innovate, and then successful ideas that emerge from that process being used to drive the future direction of the organisation. 
So we can be looking at that in a little bit more detail and then asking ourselves the question, are the strategies that we develop within independent schools too planned? And could we benefit from a different approach? So many people have told me that this podcast helps them, which is great because helping people is why I create these weekly episodes. And I also hear from lots of people who need a bit more support. For those schools, I facilitate strategy away days for governors and leadership teams. I guide heads and chairs of governors through the creation and implementation of new strategic plans. And I lead regular one-to-one strategy advice calls with heads and directors of development. And the best part of my job is hearing from the people I work with that they're clearer about what to prioritise day to day. They're better able to lead change in their schools and they feel happier and more confident that they're making good strategic decisions. So anytime that you feel like you need a bit of extra help, just drop me a message so we can chat. You'll find my contact details at www.consultjuliet.co.uk. Okay, so we're going to start off, first of all, by thinking about a slightly theoretical academic approach to strategy. I want to explain to you there's a continuum between planned strategy and emergent strategy. Okay, bear with me for a moment. It's going to get a little bit theoretical for a few minutes, and then we're going to get much more practical again. Okay, so one end of this this spectrum, this continuum, is planned strategy. Now, this approach to strategy normally involves a formal strategic planning process with the creation of fixed strategic plans created by senior leaders. So in schools, that would be governors and senior leadership teams. These strategic plans are set at various different intervals. So often in independent schools, we're looking at a three-year cycle or a five-year cycle. And then those plans are implemented. And controls are put in place to ensure the strategy is being implemented as planned. And those controls enable the senior leaders and the governors to review how things are going on a a regular basis. So perhaps for for governors on an annual basis and a way day or something like that, and perhaps slightly more frequently for the senior leaders within the school. So at one end of the, the, the continuum is planned strategy. Now, at the other end of the continuum is something called emergent strategy. Now, this is a completely different approach, and this is the approach that we often see within technology firms, within startups. And this is where staff are being encouraged to independently make day-to-day decisions. So they are looking at innovation. They are being encouraged to try things out, to reflect. So a form of strategic trial and error. And the things that work are then used to combine together the things that are working, the things that are producing value for the customers that they are that they are serving. And then, then senior leadership team combines them to form a strategy, which is agile. It can shift and change over time. A new idea might emerge from anywhere in the organisation. And if it's a really successful idea, that might completely shift the way that an organisation is going. This is not the absence of strategy. This is really important to understand. This is a process of emergent strategy where senior leadership team really oversees the culture of the organisation. So it creates that kind of a hotbed of innovation, of being very customer focused, being very agile. The senior leadership team sets the values for the organisation and also needs to set the long term vision and ensure that the ideas that are emerging from across the organisation are coherent. So there's a sense that we can't just go off and do 
anything and if it's successful we'll make that our new strategy that that's too um chopping and changing too much from, from one month to the next it needs to be have some coherence and that senior leadership creates that by communicating a vision of where it wants to end up and creating a, a kind of kind of almost um, curating the strategic direction that emerges from the ideas that are successful over time. So at the other end of the spectrum from planned strategy is this idea of emergent strategy. Now, it's really important to understand that actually emergent strategy is really hard. It sounds a little bit like it's a very laissez-faire, I don't need to take much action. It sounds easy for senior leadership because they're allowing people to have ideas to bubble up. But in actual fact, it really takes a lot of time for senior leadership to curate the culture, the vision, and the the kind of coherent set of ideas that are emerging from the organisation. So if we now know that we have this theoretical continuum, this spectrum between planned strategy at one end and emergent strategy at the other, What's really interesting is now to think about where you sit in your school, both in terms of your strategy for your whole school and in terms of the strategy for the department that you might be leading. So I did some research back in 2019 for my Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools report. And that research showed that most schools have a planned approach to strategy. And also most leaders reflected on the fact that they felt that their school had become more planned in its approach over the previous five to 10 years. So there was a sense that as a sector, we tend to favour the planned end of that continuum. And that actually that is an increasingly seen best practice approach. Leaders on governors are expecting to have a fixed strategic plan for a period of three to five years, and they're taking a planned approach to how to create that. So that begs the really important question, have we as a sector become too planned in our approach? Could we benefit from being a little bit more emergent in our strategy development? And I think that actually this is a really important question. And yes, maybe we have become too planned in our approach. From an academic point of view, looking at the theory of all this, they've done a lot of looking at some of the evidence around what is the optimal place on this continuum. And you won't be surprised to find out there isn't a single right place for any organisation, but that the context in which an organisation is operating is really important to be considered when you're thinking about where you should be on that continuum between planned and emergent strategy. So the evidence shows that the more bureaucratic the organisation, so we might be thinking there about public sector, we might be thinking about very historically established organisations in mature markets, the more bureaucratic the organisation, the more likely it is to have success with a planned strategy approach. Now, I'm going to leave you to define whether your school is bureaucratic or not. Generally speaking, we don't normally see the word bureaucratic as being a positive thing. But I think generally speaking, the schools that I work with would be honest and say, yes, to some extent, we are a slightly bureaucratic organisation. So maybe a planned approach is more appropriate in that circumstance. It's also important to think about your external environment. So the more challenging the external environment in which you're sitting, perhaps that could be to do with competition in your local environment, the more challenging that external environment 
the more likely a planned approach will be successful. And the theory behind this that backs up this evidence that's been seen when when the academics look at the empirical evidence, the theory is that if it's a challenging environment, you need to be really careful about the strategic moves that you are making in that environment in order to sort of out-compete the competition and find your niche in a competitive marketplace. And so a planned approach might be more successful. So again, perhaps that's a signal that it's a good thing that independent schools tend to be more planned in their approach to strategy these days. But there's also a big warning that comes from the evidence. And that is that you don't want to be too much on the extreme end of that continuum in that extreme planned strategy. And the reason for this is that the evidence has shown, not surprisingly, that organisations which are exclusively planned in their approach can find it more difficult to adapt when their external environment becomes more dynamic or becomes more complex. So in those organisations, it encourages staff in that extreme planned approach to just follow the strategic plan almost blindly. No deviation is allowed, no questioning is allowed. We just have to follow the strategic plan that has been set by the top of the organisation and we need to kind of blindly follow it for three to five years. And what tends to result from that is a complete lack of strategic thinking skills, even within the senior leadership team, because if they only really need to be thinking strategically once every three years, it's not really a skill set that gets practised and developed over time, or indeed particularly valued by those around them. And so when those strategic thinking skills sort of start to atrophy and they start to be absent within an an organisation, it makes it hard to spot changes in the external environment, or at least to spot them early enough. And it makes it hard to react to them because people are really set in their ways. They're not really open to the idea of being agile or being open to change or being open to a shifting and and, um, evolving strategic plan over time. So the evidence and the theory from the academics who work on strategy all points to the fact that there is a big, big warning sign, a big flashing red light. Don't become too planned in your approach because you're unlikely to succeed in a more dynamic and complex external environment. And I think most of us would agree that within the independent school sector, especially with the pandemic, you know, very recently with shifts in the political landscape, shifts in the competitive landscape, a dynamic and complex sector is definitely what we're working in now. So like most things in life, the optimum place on that continuum between planned strategy and emergent strategy is not at either extreme, but is certainly to be maybe towards the planned end, but to be also embracing emergent strategy a little bit more. So what can you do if you've listened to this and you've thought, yep, Juliet's got it right. We need to embrace a slightly more emergent approach to strategy. We're too planned in our approach at the moment. A couple of top tips. First of all, senior leadership need to set a vision. You need to set a general direction that you want the organisation, you want your school to head in. And you need to be really clear what your values are. Then what you want to do is make sure that you are employing people who share that vision, that share those core values and communicate to new employees and to existing long-standing employees repeatedly what those values are, what that vision is, that long-term strategic direction you want to take 
continually inspire them, get them excited by the fact that you are all heading in the same direction. Tell them about that destination and where you want to end up as a school community. Then make sure you delegate accountability downwards so that when you come to actually how the implementation, how are you going to get to, how are you going to deliver that big long-term vision, that needs to be determined by everybody in your school. Be ready for new innovative ideas to emerge from anywhere. Be ready to fund and invest in small-scale strategic trial and error projects, little pilots, little ideas that are going to be popping up across your school. And when ideas emerge that are proved to be working, because you've done a small-scale trial and error, you've reflected on it, you've seen some promising results, be ready to invest a little bit more time, a little bit more resource to make those ideas then expand across the school. So the pilot kind of thing then impacting across the school. Be ready for surprises. Be ready for there to be a sense of excitement within your school. Now, this isn't easy. As I said before, this is not an absence of strategy. This is about curating the culture in which you sit. And in some of the future episodes that I've got planned for this little mini series, I'm going to be talking about how to do this in a little bit more detail. It's worth reflecting as well on this is why I work with schools in the way I do. I'm not just about coming in to create a strategic plan and then walk away. I'm not just about finding the one right strategic way to do something. The way that I work with schools is much more about training people, encouraging them to try out and improve their strategic thinking skills, to embrace strategic trial and error, to innovate in, in in a way that is actually cultural across your school, actually embedding a culture of change across your school. So if there's anything else I can help you with and support you with, always get in touch. And if you're interested in thinking about some of the topics that I'm talking about in this series about rethinking strategy, then you might want to head to the website to download my Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools research report. Great, that's it for next week. I look forward to talking about this a little bit more detail next time. Bye-bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.com dot co dot uk slash podcast.